I'm Brandon Reed, and you're listening to Real Estate for the Rest of Us, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the world of real estate investing. I want to cut through all the industry jargon and instead serve up actionable and unintimidating information that you can use in your own real estate journey. I interview real estate professionals, and we talk about their real-life experiences. It's real simple. Now let's get into the show. In today's episode, I talk with Anya Best. Anya began her real estate journey three years ago and has since been honing in on what I think is a really refreshing approach to the agent-client relationship. Anya focuses on educating, informing, and advocating for her clients from the very first interaction. She knows that if her clients aren't informed, if they aren't armed with the data they need through the entire buying or selling process, then that sets neither them or her up for success in the long run. She builds relationships with her clients on a foundation of trust, and that makes for extremely smooth transactions when it's time to pull the trigger on a sale or on a purchase. Focusing on the relationship rather than the transaction first, it's what allows Anya to set herself apart and has been the driving force for her success. I hope that in this interview, you find practical insights that you can learn from or directly apply as you continue on your own journey in real estate. And now here's my conversation with Anya. All right, guys. Um, today we have Anya Best. Anya, how are you? I'm so good. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing very well. I appreciate you uh, being on the show. I know that um, we had some uh, mutual acquaintances that had reached out and said, hey, Anya, I think you would be great for this show. And I know you went back and forth on doing it. I'm so glad um, that you did decide to come and share your perspective and insight um, because it's going to be valuable. And I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, great. Let's let's dig right in a little bit about you first, Anya. Um, kind of what your background is in real estate. Um, how did you first get started? What got you started um, in the world of real estate? So I am a three-year veteran in real estate. Um, I am while I'm a three-year veteran, I am a lover of all things home. Um, and that's been for a lifetime. I just love interior design. I loved when people made their house a home. Um, and I wanted to help people find that. I, I wanted to be an agent for that, um, real estate agent, no pun intended. Yeah. But <laughs> I wanted to be an agent for that. And um, I also um, purchased my first home and I found that I just didn't know as much as I thought I knew. And I felt like I needed to be educated and I needed to become an advocate, not just an agent, but an advocate um, to educate those who are underserved, um, uh, you know, in certain communities. Um, so that was one of my main reasons for getting a license. Um, and I work closely with my buyers and my sellers. Um, I try to educate along every transaction I'm on. I find myself being the teacher. I put on a teacher's hat and I, I'm not even a licensed <laughs> educator. <laughs> um, but nine times out of 10, you can find me with my buyers and sellers, just trying to make them comfortable and trying to help their experience be um, the least amount of stress, you know, um, and just making sure they understand any verbiage that seems like I don't, I, I wouldn't know where to start with this. You know, I want to break it down to a level where you know exactly what you're getting into. Well, I love that, um, Anya. I think that, that a lot of people can relate to that feeling of, I mean, obviously, especially first-time home buyers, but even home buyers that bought a home 20 years ago and have been out of it for a while, and they step back in, and you know, I, I think a lot of people have had experiences with agents that, um, yeah, it just feels overwhelming and intimidating. 
um, and them stepping in, they feel like they're making the biggest decision of their life and they're making it uneducated. So I think that's awesome to act as an advocate and come alongside and make sure they understand every step of the way. Um, I bet a lot of people can relate to that and say, ah, I wish I had an agent just like that. So that's mm-hmm. great. Um, so you you have been doing um, a residential real estate uh, for the three years that you've been an agent uh, and you've been with the same brokerage the whole time. No, I've been um, first and foremost, I was... <laughs> I signed up to be a part of Keller Williams, um, and I was that was like my dream brokerage. My first year, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I got it!" I, I'm at Keller Williams. Like, what more could I ask for? And um, uh, I got there, and I just couldn't necessarily find my fit. That doesn't mean that Keller Williams isn't a great place to be. Sure, I just couldn't find my fit. Um, and then I went to a small broker because I was looking for a mentor. I was searching and seeking, yeah. like. I just want somebody to teach me, show me the ropes. Um, and uh, that didn't turn out well because his ropes weren't that great. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but while I was working for him, um, what my lead agent who I'm with right now, which I should have announced when I first came on, I am an agent with Compass Realty and I'm on DGH team. Um, it is one, two, three, four of us on the team. Um, uh, and then, you know, we have our support staff who is very much a part of our team. So it's a good six or seven of us on the team. But um, uh, I'm on this team with Compass now and I found my mentor. Like, awesome. she sought me out and I was like, this is what I was looking for. <laughs> That's awesome. This whole time. So yes, I've been in it for three years, but I have had experience at different brokerages and I am now with Compass and I love it. That's great. That's awesome. There's truly nothing like finding your fit in a place and feeling like you belong where you work. That's awesome. Um, as you uh, t- talk me a little bit through, Anya, your process of um, of as an agent, um, getting a client, um, getting either a buyer or a seller, are you, are you marketing yourself? Is compass marketing you? How are you finding people? Well, um, compass focuses a lot on like making yourself personable and making your marketing personable. So that's Mm -hmm. something that you would be working on with them to like make it about you or make it about your team or make it about the things that you can do to help someone else. Yeah. Um, personally, I have been lucky enough to not have to really market. All of my transactions have been word of mouth. I nice. like tonight. Um, a lot of times I'll feel like the client intake is getting a little low and then all of a sudden, like 10 people come out of nice. nowhere. Like somebody told, yeah. told me about you and my my cousin bought a house with you and this person bought a house with you. And, yep. um, and I share a lot on um, Instagram. I'm very transparent. So um, me being transparent on Instagram, um, which is Anya underscore knows best, if anybody's on Instagram, um, I share about my family. I share about real estate experiences, all of that, you know. Um, and I said that I would start to share more because at first I was like, oh, nobody's really paying it any attention. And then when I like took some videos down, people was like, I sent them to your page because you were talking about first time home buyers. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, okay. That makes sense. Um, and that, yeah, that's awesome for you that it's been more word of mouth that you've been able just to kind of get a steady stream in. When you get somebody that comes up to you and says, hey, my cousin bought a house with you had a great experience, um, would like to see if it's the right fit. How do you make your, or I guess a better question even is someone who 
who isn't specifically, um, ha- doesn't have direct knowledge of someone that, that did business with you. Just how do you make your, my question is how you make yourself stand out in such a crowded industry with so many different agents out there. What message are you sharing? What are, what are you saying that um, helps differentiate you? Of, if you work with me, this is what you get. So I oftentimes insert myself like I'm in my client's family. So that sometimes makes me stand out because I'll say, what are we looking for? What kind of house do we want? And a lot of times I find people are like, oh, she's doing this with me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what do, what kind of house do we want? What, what are your needs? What are your concerns? And I'm the realest real estate agent, Brandon, like, I will let you know if your dreams is like soaring. Right. The sky, I'm the one that's going to bring you back down. And say, right. That's not in your budget. So, you know, I think that honestly, I am what makes me stand out is I am in this experience with my clients and I try to make it the most personable experience. We start off in our team um, that we have a buyer's intake questionnaire, but you can you can customize it to your own. And my Google questionnaire is a little bit more personal. I want to know what you like, what your interests are, what you, what you aspire to do, because that'll all dictate like your, your home and how long you'll stay there. Because if you live somewhere where like myself, I moved out further in Pennsylvania um, because it was more affordable and I got a lot more house for my money. But had I really thought about it, I have children. My husband really is a city guy and he mm-hmm. loves to be able to get to like, you know, the newest and latest restaurant. Sure. He's a foodie. So, you know, out here, there's no, um, there's none of that. Yeah. And so that's how I do it. I will map it out for you. I will make sure that I do that questionnaire with you. I sit down and I get to know you. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about, Brandon, is just building that relationship. That's the biggest thing. If you want to stand out as an agent, you got to build a relationship. You got to treat individuals as if they were. I know people say don't mix family with business, but treat them as if they were somebody you really cared about, because this is like the largest purchase people right. think like oh i'm just getting i'm getting a loan from the bank but this is a large like two hundred thousand a hundred thousand yep. that's a large purchase yep. um so you have to take it just as seriously as they probably are i'm mm-hmm. not saying take on all their concerns all the time sure. you know, like you know if they're if they have a lot of anxiety but i'm just saying make it a personal experience definitely yeah you know yeah no for sure that would um, I loved, I mean, what you said right off the bat there, when you answered that question of inserting we instead of you, I think that's a subtle thing that goes a long way, either subconsciously or consciously as people hear what you have to say that says, you know, if you're making a purchase that big, you want someone walking alongside you that has your best interest in mind. And if, you know, if you're thinking of yourself in their shoes, that would naturally happen as you would think of, you know, what's best for them. Uh, what, you know, what decisions do we need to make here? How can we negotiate to give them the best opportunity and deal? That makes a lot of sense. Um, as you work with, um, home buyers, let's start with, let's start with first time. Is that, is actually who you work with most first time home buyers? Yeah. I do work with a lot of first time home buyers. I did have two transactions that were like re like somebody Mm -hmm. bought a home and then they sold it. And then we were going to the next thing. Three actually, excuse me. I don't okay. Have enough credit. Um, but <laughs> but yes, I normally work with first-time home buyers. Um, 
Those are the ones that seek me out because people don't really have the patience. I'm not saying all agents, but some agents, especially the busy agents, like the ones that are, you know, doing a large volume, you know, uh, $3 million and up in volume. They're right. saying, like, I don't have time to teach you anything. Like, you right, got to sure. ride and you got to go. But for me, I'm like, let's check your height. Right, let's right. right like right. this ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yep. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of nurture them. Um, and I find that listing, my listings love me too, because I, you know, I give them those tidbits, even though Compass also offers a concierge service. So if you don't know how to stage or things of that nature, they bring in professionals free of charge oh, to that's do awesome. that stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and with my listing, I've, I've always explained everything, how this happens, what's needed on your side, how you can make your home more appealing. So, you know, it's that education part that I was telling you about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And when, when you get first time home buyers who, you know, you're acting as an advocate and you're walking through things with them and they're asking questions. What are some of the things you're finding as an agent in your market that, that first time home buyers are coming in with misassumptions about or with, um, yeah, just the wrong point of view. What, what common mistakes are you seeing people coming in that you're having to specifically focus on? Let's make sure we're coaching them in this or getting them to understand it's not this way, it's this way. Or does, does that make sense? Absolutely. I would definitely say that understanding upfront costs and understanding the costs that come at the end. Hmm. So everybody's like, I got $10,000. I'm just giving a number. Right. $10,000 and I'm good to go. And I'm like, is that your down payment? Right, right. Closing costs. Right. And then they're like, what's the difference? It's all the same. <laughs> and so while I don't necessarily educate on finance, I really try my best to forge those relationships with uh, great brokers, like, you know, um, great mortgage brokers, yeah. so that I can then have them educate them on the things that are needed. Um, even too, like the the myth with freecreditscore.com, you know, like everybody's like, oh yeah, I got a 700. It says it right here. Right. It's like, maybe not. Maybe yeah, you don't maybe not. <laughs> so I think that the misconception when you come in is like, this is all I have to pay because my cousin or my friend or whoever paid this. And it's like, that may not be your situation. Right. And we may want to map out like our budget. Um, and I focus on that so much because when you tell first time home buyers, they're like taken away, they're taken aback. Like mm-hmm. they're like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, where did this fee come from? I didn't know you had yeah. to pay for inspection, well, uh, an appraisal. How much is that? So, really educating them on once we put an offer in, this is what comes next. And I actually have a PDF, uh, a checklist, might you say? Um, and it's called Anya's Checklist. And I just give them something for them to go down and say, I checked this box. I talked to this person. She asked me to talk to the mortgage broker. I'm pre-approved. I have X amount of dollars in my um, in my bank account. Um, and I also give out a, um, which I know most people would be like, that's too involved. But I give out a, um, a free budget template because some of us, we come up with this idea, like I saved my money. And I'm ready to purchase a house. But did we really budget for a mortgage? Like, did we put away what we thought we might, like, you might pay your rent. My suggestion to people is you pay your rent 
whatever you think you want to pay in a mortgage, put that away in the bank account somewhere so that you don't even spend it. So you get used to not having that money. So I think that's something, the finance, the financial education is something that is so like needed in the process of like real estate, like what happens next? Like, you know, we don't know. You can't call the seller. Right. Right. Like, (laughs) this is how it goes. This Mm -hmm. is the process, you know, and not being afraid to break rules either, because I'm I'm a rule breaker. I will, you know, I'll go out of my way for my clients, but at the same token, like we gotta, we gotta follow the process. Yep. For sure. No, I, I, um, you know, my wife and I just purchased our first property. It was an, it's an investment. We're flipping it, but we're living in it for a year. And um, I, I mean, of all the research I'd done, I've been studying uh, real estate and real estate investing for three or four years. I had the podcast for a while before I bought the, the house. And still, I was overwhelmed with all of the individual line item costs. I mean, I felt like I was going in pretty educated and informed. And I was like, what? Where is this coming from? And what do, do I have to pay it? Can I shop around for this one? This one's like $1,200. Can I ask? Can I shop around? Um, no on that one. Yes on this one. And uh, I mean, walking clients through that, I think would be really important, not only when they see them, but also preparing them for it and say like, this is what's coming next. And here's what you'll see. It's a really good point. Um, Yeah. yeah. And for me, I would say too, yeah, yeah, giving them a sample closing document. Why not give them, for me, I give them one and it'll have it blurred out, you know, we're somebody, a client's name or whatever, or I take a house that they are interested in and I'll just say, okay, let me put the, you know, put the numbers in here and I'll take a previous CD, a closing doc. And I'll, I'll even look at like, if we're using this title company, Hey, title costs this amount, transfer taxes costs this amount. Because listen, I'm married to an engineer. He is all black and white. He (laughs) wants to know what it is, (laughs) how much money he's paying and why? Uh-huh. He wants to know, why do you need right, right. your thing is why do you need three hundred dollars to do that? Like right. you know. So for me, I try to do that because I don't like surprise. Nobody likes surprises. Sure. So that's that's why I said that the finance piece of it is like the biggest part of it, and not to like take away from any other population, but in the African American community, if that's something that's not really taught already finances and taught overall already and then you come over and then you're trying to purchase a house that's really going to be mind-blowing because now you're like totally oh i didn't google didn't tell me that yeah exactly exactly let let me let me tell you (laughs) yeah and i bet you know i bet that goes such a long way to ultimately the relationship you're able to build with your clients because i think a lot of times those line items sneak their way in and it feels a little Sneaky, I get. Yeah, it feels like like, hey, what the heck? Why do they need five hundred dollars to to do that? And there's just those little bumps and red flags for people. But if you smooth that road beforehand and give them the expectation of what it is and make things clear, I can imagine overall the relationship with your clients just is so much better. Um, yeah, and then yeah. you don't have clients really asking for like, which I've had before. People saying, "Oh, will you take off a percentage?" Of right, 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 and it's like. No, right. I won't. No. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. No, I will not. Yep, yep, exactly. No, yeah, that makes sense. Transparency in the lineups and making sure, even though, of course, you're not advising on financial matters, just making sure things are clear and that is as much as you can to their specific situation, giving context for how things might go. Um, I think that's a great point. Uh, what it, what it, you said Pennsylvania, right? That's where you're located. 
Mm-hmm. What's the market like there? Is it crazy hot? I mean, I know it is almost all over the country, but is it you see something go on the market and if it's a three, two, 1500 square feet, it's 12 offers before midnight? What, what's it I like there? I feel like rooms are selling. <laughs> I feel like a room with a bathroom are selling at yeah. a ridiculous rate. Yeah. Um, if you would talk about like the city area, even not even to be like that, because I live in the suburbs. I live in Douglasville, which is uh, Berks County. Um, but like Montgomery County, Bucks County, Philadelphia, it's all like soon as it hits. Uh-huh. I haven't even seen um, Compass has like Compass exclusives and um, uh, uh, we have the coming soon. Everybody knows about it coming soon. Like it's it's coming. It's not right. there yet. Right. I have seen those sell. Before they hit the market. Yeah, right, right. I, I, and, you know, and I have clients and they're like, I get what happened to the house that I said we was going to see on Sunday. And I'm like, girl, right. it's not here. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, that's exactly what it's like. I'm in Florida and it's the same way here. I know it's hot all over the country. And my question really is like, how how do you manage that as far as um, like what's excuse me, what's your viewpoint on t- on writing multiple contracts on sticking with one and going all in on one or is there's practice there to like write as many as you feel comfortable with because you're not going to get these four and you might get the fifth how does it work there well honestly when you have one in um they uh, they uh, they frown upon backup offers okay. in Pennsylvania yep. yep um but one thing i did write down uh was like really scaling expectations so like when you, especially for me, somebody that deals with first-time home buyers, really helping them understand the market, helping them understand what a multiple offer situation might look like, right. helping them understand that, like, hey, this might get, you know, I had something go seventy thousand dollars over, you know, over the asking price. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, if you, you know, you don't really want to put that kind of skin in the game. Just understand that at first, and also for your listing, your listings. I would say for agents to really let them know, like, look at all the financing because it's, 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 you know, it could fall through. Make sure you pay attention and not be like, oh, I'm going to go with the highest number because pay attention, make sure that you're looking over, you know, people's um, financial statement and making sure that they can actually afford the home. So I think that it's really about scaling expectations, but also too, if you like a home, Get to it ahead of time. And don't be afraid, like I just talked about the coming soons, don't be afraid to take your clients to those coming soons immediately or yeah. call that agent. And I think that's a big issue that real estate agents have. Like we, they don't know how to pick up the phone, but calling mm. the agent and being like, hey, can I get into your listing now? Would your clients be willing to show my, my client their home now? You got to be ahead of the game. And I mean, like ahead of the game so much that my notifications I used to turn my notifications off to come back on at five o'clock in the morning. My notifications are on all day because guess what? If I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I see a notification, I'm going to be on it as soon as I wake up. Like, oh, hey, I saw this house came on the market last night. How can I get in there? Just got to be fast, quick on your feet. Yep. Yep. For sure. No, that that is such a it's a balancing act. It's the same way here. And similar, it's similar here and that you just got to move so quickly. And how do you, how do you balance that with making sure, making sure that as, um, you know, a home, let's specifically for a home buyer that you're working with, 
um, who might feel a little in, uh, intimidated by the process. Uh, like this is a bit over their head. They're just kind of starting to get their head around. Oh, okay. Wow. It's not just a lump sum for down payment. This breaks out in the line items. It's more than I thought. And then you're like telling them though, Hey, this came on the market this morning and we got to go see it now. How do you balance? My question really is how do you balance moving quickly with informed decisions and making sure people aren't feeling overwhelmed and intimidating as you're taking them from house to house and moving so quickly? Um, okay. So this is really a good question for me because um, first quarter, I had two clients that was like that. They were both first time home buyers and they were both newlyweds and they just wanted to find a home. And we went from house to house to house. But I do daily check-ins. I talk to you afterwards. I say, hey, how are you feeling? Do we need to slow down? Are you all right? Like, you have to check in. They're a sure. human. Um, mm-hmm. Are you feeling overwhelmed? What is it that you don't understand? Do you need me to stop asking you questions so that you can actually think about a question? Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you really have to, the human part has to be in this. Like, you have to be um, a human about it. And just being strategic. And that's why I said like scaling down the expectation, because at the end of the day, Brandon, if I talk to you in the beginning and we get all of these kinks smoothed out and we move into um, looking and searching, I would say I'm moving into high gear. If you're working with me, you'll, you know what that means. I'm moving into high gear and I need you to kick it up. You right. are going to have to kick it up. We got to go. And most times, more people, more times than not, people will be like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, checking in with them, making sure that they're they're not feeling overwhelmed. And more importantly, just making sure they're educated along the way, looking at certain things. Another trick, which is not, a nice, you know, it's not like a, a staple trick, but mm-hmm. another trick that I've learned too is like, if you find a house that you really like and you know the market is hot, I have a, I have a list of trusted inspectors. They say that you should allow your client to select, but I'll give them the list that I have. Mm-hmm. And I say, pick one of these people to come along with you because you can have them do the inspection while you're there. Nice. That way you can also put your offer in that same day, like that sure, same. Sure. And I, nine times out of 10, I discuss price and offers before we even go see the house because I want to have my right. stuff ready. My documents are in draft. That's another thing. Don't wait until you see it. Go put your stuff in draft. I put my stuff in draft. I have it laid out. The email is laid out. Everything is ready to go. If you say yes, Anya, send. I just press send. Yep. I press send. We we got an inspection done. We're good. Because then you can say, I'm waiving inspection, but not really. Right, exactly. No, those are all, those are all such good things, and you, so many of them, you just have to have in place, and you have to have. I, I, you just so see the value of an agent who's art who gets out ahead of those things. So if you find something that you absolutely love, you're not, you haven't lost it before you even have the chance to put in an offer because you didn't right. put the other things in place. Right, so, because yeah. somebody else's agent went home to put the offer in. I'm bringing my computer with me, and I'm pressing send in my car. My hotspot goes everywhere with me. Yep. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Well, let's, let's talk a little, let's shift away a little bit from uh, kind of the home buying selling experience um, that you uh, create for you and your clients. Let's talk about 
you and, and how you got to where you are and, and what you've learned. You mentioned something earlier um, about you know finding a mentor. It was really important to you. You sought someone out there. You were seeking someone out. You knew early that you wanted someone that could walk alongside you and um, kind of teach you, show you the ropes. Um, so th- this could be that answer. But my question is, what what is kind of the most or one of the most helpful things that has... Um, been the most influential and impactful for you and your real estate education uh, through your journey over the last three years that has helped the most? I would say having um, not necessarily systems, but having um, a routine or a way that you um, a way that you interact with your clients on a day-to-day basis or the way that you interact with your, in my case, my team on a day-to-day basis, not being afraid to ask for help. Because in the beginning, it's so overwhelming that you don't know where to ask for help. And you don't want to seem like um, somebody who's unintelligent. Sure. And for me, um, one of the biggest things was I worked in, uh, before I was a real estate agent, I worked in federal contracts for the government. And I felt like what I needed to do was really look at the standard contract of agreement. And I really needed to understand like those deadlines and everything of that nature. Mm. Like what is what is called for me as both the buy-in and the listing agent. And um, the reason why I um, sought out a mentor or from the very beginning, I said, I need a mentor is mainly because it was a piece of advice my dad had given me when I was growing up. And he always talked about the people that you hang around. And he said, you're only as good as the, the the five people within your sphere or within your circle. That's, you know, that's pretty much your makeup. And I kept saying, well, if that's my makeup, I need somebody who is like a guru mm-hmm. on real estate, like that can like run it off to me and tell me where I, I messed up at or, you know, because I'm, I'm big on constructive criticism. I know people don't like it, but Anya is like, give it to me mm-hmm. while it's hot. Because yeah. I need to know what's going on and what I where I need to improve. Because the longer you tiptoe around the issue, the longer it's going to go on. So I would definitely say, um, being a new real newer real estate agent, <clears throat> don't be afraid to learn. <clears throat> don't be afraid to ask questions, and more importantly, be informed. Always be informed. I'm always on meetings trying to, if there's something new, if Bright is offering something new, I'm, I always try to interact with mortgage brokers because if there's a new program that comes out, your clients need that. You want, sure. they want to come to somebody who is a resource. You know, you don't want to come to somebody you got to pull and tug the information out of. You want somebody who has a plethora of information that makes you, let you walk away and feel like, wow, I was informed. That was great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to move forward. So I definitely would say um, just being informed, asking questions, really do find a fit. Because if you don't, you're it's going to be hard for you to pin down what your routine is and how you're going to be doing things and what style of real estate agent you are. Because I learned very quickly on, I'm not a, I'm not a salesy person. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person, if you walk in and you say you don't like it, we're okay, we're walking out. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not selling you anything. And I want to be somebody that you welcome back to come to your baby showers and your housewarming. Sure. You know, I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. No, I, I love that. I love the perspective of um, people are searching for a resource because that's so true. Looking for someone with information so that they can move forward informed. Makes a lot of sense. Um, how about uh, my, my last question for you here is, um, you know, three three years ago, it's not a, a long time in the scope of a career, but it's certainly a long time. There's um, a chance for a lot of experiences and transactions in real estate. And if you could kind of go back to that version of yourself three years ago when you were first getting started and could teach yourself something, tell yourself something that would kind of save you the most trouble over those following three years as you've learned and gone in your journey, what, what do you think that would be? I think I would say, stop being so hard on yourself. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I would say to her, stop being so hard on yourself. And it's not as easy as it looks. And those answers that you need had to be learned through experience. Mm-hmm. Everything that you need is not only within you, but it's within other people. Mm. Other people hold resources as well. And don't be afraid to ask them to share those resources with you. I would let her know that it's going to be a bumpy road. You're going to feel like no nobody wants to buy or sell or do anything with you, but you have to be persistent. And with your persistence, you're going to gain a whole lot of new clients through word of mouth. You're not even going to have yeah. to worry about marketing as much as you were worried about it in the beginning. Cause I kept saying, I don't have a large budget. Right. How am I going to afford, you know, all this marketing and things of that nature. And I would let her know, like, you don't even have the, you're, your reputation precedes you. Mm-hmm. I would also, um, for a shameless plug, I would also let her know eventually what you'll do for your clients is develop not only an experience, but through COVID, how I pivoted, you're going to pivot through this yeah. pandemic mm-hmm. and you're going to create um, something I created. It's called a Be Present Box and agents can buy them as a welcome home gift, it's something that agents don't now have to think about. Mm-hmm. I created that because I was like, we can't be at settlement. So people were able to go on my website, buy a be present box, send it to settlement, and they were done. And oh, it was awesome. a great thing. So I would just tell her, be patient with herself. You would mm-hmm. just be amazed with the things that come out of your patience. And just knowing that your name is definitely in rooms that you have never even stepped foot in. Right. Right. I love that. I think that, um, I just think that's something that so many people need to remember as they get started to, uh, be patient with yourself and just to not be so hard on yourself. Like business will come, clients will come, uh, make sure you're ready and prepare with the information and the knowledge and expertise, or at least the people around you that also have it. Um, so that when they come to you, you're ready, but to not be so hard on yourself. I think that's really, really wise. Um, well, great. You know, Anya, this was so valuable. Uh, I wrote a lot of things here down, down here that, um, are tangible and I love it. I love your approach to working with buyers and sellers. I love your, um, transparent and just honest approach to stepping alongside being an advocate and a resource for people. Uh, we, we need more agents like you. And I, th- I think it's awesome uh, hearing your perspective for sure. Thank you so much. This was actually fun. As nervous Good. as I was, it was so Good. much Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, awesome. Thank you again for your time today, Anya, and you take care. Thank you. You too, Brandon. All right. Bye-bye. If you guys enjoy the show, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. That actually helps a lot to get the podcast out there as people are looking for helpful real estate investing resources online. You can also like our Facebook page to keep up to date with new episodes as they publish. 
And don't forget to subscribe through whatever podcast player that you use. If you have questions about a specific topic that we covered, or if you have a suggestion about another area that you'd like to see me dig into, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out. I'd love to get in touch. You can email me at brandon at realestatefortherestofus.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. One show at a time, we'll work to make real estate investing accessible for the rest of us.